This is Douglas Minis. Hey, 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 short rounds of Benson Burners. My name is Doug, and this is Doug Loves Minis. The show that just figured out that both Room and Frank are directed by Letty Abramson, which makes both films even better to me now and makes me look forward to whatever Lenny Abramson decides to do next. Coming to you from a hotel room in wet Austin, Texas. Oh yeah, it's wet. Where I'm performing at Fun 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 and Wet Fest tonight and tomorrow. It's Saturday, November 7th, 2015. If you want to see Doug Loves Movies live, there are tapings coming up in Nashville, Los Angeles, Houston, Raleigh, Portland, and Seattle. DougLovesMovies.com for more of Dem Dirty Deets. The Doug Loves Movies challenge continues. Movie number 248, I saw Bone Tomahawk. This ultra-violent western stars Kurt Russell, and frankly, that's all you need to know about it. But I'll tell you a little bit more. It's got great dialogue, super gnarly kills. It's really brutal, but somehow manages to be fun. There's a scene of violence that's so ugly, and unlike anything you've ever seen... Unseeing it will not be a possibility. So steer clear if you don't want to see something really disturbing. Doug digs bone tomahawk. What are you guys saying about it? Is it n.com says bone tomahawk writer director S. Craig Zoller. Richard Jenkins ponders life as everyone else has a real hard time in the West. Yes, Rick, Richard Jenkins is in it as well. Uh, Jeff Carpala says, well, that got intense. Not many good new Westerns. Thumbs up. That's cool. Gregory Peck says, excellent slow burn Western story. Amazing dialogue. Great acting. Brutal violence. Road Crew 1. Classic Western mixed with gory B-movie horror elements. The cinematography is great. Garrick said, Quirky, violent, well-cast, unexpected, overlong, tense, engaging B-Western. Plays well on VD, VOD. Overlong? I didn't want it to end, dude. And Soul Popped says, What a way to end Fantastic Fest. This movie is brutal and funny and awesome. Yeah, it was the closing night uh, film of Fantastic Fest. I didn't go because I knew it was coming out soon on VOD. I wish I did go watch it in the theater with the Fantastic Fest crowd. That would have been pretty uh, a pretty good time. But uh, Kurt Russell was going to be there, and then he injured his leg. So when I found out he wasn't coming, I went and saw a, a different movie that I thought I wouldn't be able to see as soon as I could see Bone Tomahawk. Movie number 249 uh, interrupted Hancock at CineFamily last Wednesday, and I'll play the audio from the opening of that event for you at the end of this sort of mini, kind of long mini. Not sure why some people say the first half of Hancock is good. 
I didn't care for any of it. Didn't care for Peter Berg's quick cutting and spazzy camera work. And the flying effects were probably substandard at the time of its initial release. And the twist involving Charlize Theron's character doesn't really add up to anything. Only one person saw it as part of the challenge. Suburban Hood says, I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. I dug it. So there you go. Somebody who likes Hancock. I prefer... A hand on my cock. <laughs> dirty, dirty, dirty. Number 250. I'll admit, I watched Bear on VOD because I think Diana Agron, is that how you say her name, from Glee? I think she's cute, and I was titillated by the idea of her playing a stripper. But boy, is Bear a bore. Only one person saw it as part of the challenge, Wrath Nasty, and didn't even bother to write any kind of review of it. Just said Bear from 2015. B-A-R-E, if you guys are wondering. Uh, Movie number 251. He named me Malala. A great documentary about a courageous young woman. You may have heard of her. She won the Nobel Peace Prize. I can't pronounce her last name, but she's just a delight. The movie... The movie's just okay. Like, the way it's put together, it's just sort of a lot of random moments from uh, her life before and after being shot by the Taliban. And, uh mostly after but Doug digs it Doug digs Malala did any of you guys watch it let's see Dunaj Andrew says great story about someone who will never give up and put a nice picture over there and Devin Decker says unfocused self-aggrandizing exploitive finely made Oscar bait (laughs) Wow, that's like an attack and a compliment at the same time. Movie number 252, Spotlight. A great cast playing journalists in Boston investigating child abuse in the Catholic Church. True story. This could have been a TV series with many episodes. At two hours, it's packed with story at the expense of character development But I dug every minute of it. What did you guys think? Patrick Morales saw it. Doesn't care to comment further. Big Nige One says this sharp procedural and its ensemble cast are headed straight to Oscar night. Oh, we'll see. It's going to be a long road to Oscar night. I, I, I think it is the kind of movie that'll get a lot of Oscar attention, but... There's a lot of uh, those kind of movies coming out uh, around this time of year. Mangy Hag says, Tabloid 2010, director Errol Morris, Joyce McKinney takes to the spotlight. To that. Okay. It's just somebody who used the word spotlight. So, yeah. Uh, 
I guess it's only in New York and L.A. right now, and will expand wide soon. But I recommend you check it out. Number 253, Spectre. I didn't love this installment of the 007 James Bond series. I gotta admit it, but I'm also not gonna say any more about it for now. Because you're gonna see it if you have, you know, a love for the franchise. Or are completest about it. Or you're not going to go because you don't give a shit about Her Majesty's secret weapon. As I said on Twitter, Kingsman, The Secret Service, is my favorite Bond film this year. And I kind of think Colin Firth would have been a more interesting James Bond than Mr. Daniel Craig. Who's great at the fighting and jumping around. You know, he's he's a very parkour James Bond. But... So what? Four movies of that? I'm I'm done. I guess Daniel Craig has one more movie. <sighs> Soul Pop says in any other year this may be my favorite spy movie. In 2015 it may be my fifth favorite. <laughs> That's after what? After Spy Kingsman what other great spy movies did you see this year? Soul popped. Gare Rick says, Wish the script was as consistently elegant as the direction, but a generally satisfying Bond film. The Alex Brennan says, Read my review. Uh, and provides a link. Daniel Grimas says, Not his best, but Bond still got it. And Governor Rocknar says the new James Bond film Spectre in Her Majesty's Secret Cervic. Okay. I don't get that joke, but (laughs) whatever. Number 254, I saw Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding on Netflix. It's a few years old. This movie got past me somehow. I'd never heard of it until Netflix said, hey, check this out. But I'm a big Catherine Keener fan. So I gave it a shot. Nat Wolf from uh, Paper Towns and uh, and that other one, Fault of Our Stars, and uh, Elizabeth Olsen from uh, Avengers and other things uh, are both much more famous now since they played teenagers in this. And Jane Fonda is excellent as a hippie grandma who says things like, it's okay to toke the hay once in a while. No needles, nothing up the nose. Which is advice I've always adhered to without having heard it put so succinctly. Plus it's got Catherine McPhee singing a little song in there. Well, maybe a little too little Catherine McPhee, but still, that's always a plus as far as I'm concerned. But I can't recommend it. I'm not going to go full dig it because... All of the plot lines get wrapped up so neatly and quickly at the end that the whole thing feels rather pointless, even though it's a pretty pleasant ride. That's not going to show up on a poster for a movie. Peace, Love, and Misunderstanding, a pretty pleasant ride. Doug Benson on the internet. All right, you guys, 
I gotta watch some more movies. I gotta do a set today at four o'clock. Hopefully not in the rain, but definitely outside at the yellow stage at Fun 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 Fest. Let's go to Cine Family. And as always, rain at an outdoor music festival is a shithead. Hey, um, hey, everybody. Uh, it's so funny. How long have I been doing these shows here? I was talking about back about now how are the seats numbered? And everyone was like, the first couch is one, two, three. And I didn't go, no, it isn't. It's just one, two. Uh, I've been doing this for a long time. And I know that the next couch is the one with three seats in it. So uh, the seating arrangements I put out before the show might get fucked up when they come out here. Great story. Welcome to the Benson Movie Interruption uh, here at Cine Family. Thank you, Hadrian. Thank you, every uh, every member of the Cine Family. Uh, they always they set this up so beautifully, and I fuck it up. I, gra- I grabbed the wrong microphone. I'm supposed to have that one down there. So hang on a sec while I switch microphones. <laughs> You guys still here? Thanks for sticking around during the microphone switch. Uh, you know, I, I'm pretty comfortable with the idea that now that you got through that part, you're going to sit through all 92 minutes of the motion picture classic, Hancock. How many folks here? I know lots of you have probably seen it, but let's find out where are the people who have never watched Hancock. By applause. It's hard to do a hands pull when the lights are shining in my eyes. But there's a few of you. And then there's folks that have seen it. Now, amongst those of you who have seen it, let's break it down. Let's Quinnipiac this shit. Uh, How many of those who have seen it love it? Do not have to finish the other half of that poll. Very interesting. We're here for blood tonight. Uh, let me get my guests out here and uh, discuss with them their uh, their history with Hancock. And uh, <laughs> they're three of my favorite uh, interrupter comedian uh, pals of mine. Please give a big work well work blah blah. Please go underwater for please gurgle 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 gurgle. For Trey Galleon, who's back there? I can't even remember. That's why I just keep making noises. Trey Galleon, David Huntsberger, right? I love how you step through the door as I say your name. It's a good device to remember who's here. And Mark Wahlberg! There's a new hairdo, Mark Wahlberg. Holy crap. So yeah, so we got, uh, I, you guys don't want to sit that tight together. I was getting you your microphone. Do you guys want to we sit that cl- close? Okay. Yeah. Let's see how that works. You were very specific about the seating. I was, I was very specific about the seating, but it turns out some of the works here. And you guys said, oh no, everybody's got numbers. Conspired to get the numbers wrong. I really got slipped into that intro. <laughs> What does that mean? 
I don't remember who I knew. Huntsberger. Who's and Mark Wahlberg. I was like, who's back there? Well, you know, Huntsberger I mean, got his feelings hurt a little. Easily. Cool. I mean, just all, part of that was that I'd forgotten that Mark Wahlberg was back there because Mark. You're sporting an interesting look tonight. Is this for a film? You're, you're completely bald. You're shaved completely bald. How you doing in there, guys? Yeah, yeah, it's been all right. But why, uh, why this, uh, this look? Are you doing like a Holocaust drama or cancer? Cancer, dude. I'm gonna get that fucking Oscar, bro. You're gonna get the... I'm gonna do a... It's a movie. I'm writing it right now. It's about a guy who beats cancer. He beats the fucking shit out of it. <laughs> Cancer is like cancer. He like fights cancer. Yeah. Which cancer. is what you would do if you had cancer. You would just lay back and be like, oh, chemo, help right? me. You'd be like, I'll fight the shit out of this Fuck cancer. cancer. Yep. Exactly. In my movie, uh, I'm a guy on a road trip and cancer is a toll booth worker. <laughs> okay, I think you, you lost me, but thanks for coming down tonight. Have wait, you, wait till you see it, though. Have you... <laughs> Do you know the motion picture Hancock? I'm sure you determined it down. Yeah, dude. It's pretty much the original title of Boogie Nights. <laughs> Hancock. Oh, haha, I get it. Fuck yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, you have a great sense of humor. I do. Listen, Mark. I got a movie coming out. It's going to be fucking hilarious. With Will Ferrell. Yeah. You're, you're re-teaming with Will Ferrell after the I'm going to make guys. that dude funny if it takes four more movies. <laughs> Good for you, man. You know yeah, what? finally somebody's yep. gonna help that guy be funny. It's my passion project. Kevin Hart worked hard, tried hard to make it look like Kevin Hart. It was strenuous. I thought Kevin Hart, that scene in uh, Get Hard where Kevin Hart played all the different guys in the prison yard, Yeah, brilliant. Like, I wish he'd do more of that instead of just being panicky. We call that coming to America. <laughs> I'm gonna move on to our next guest. Coming to America in? Coming yeah. to America. Mark Wahlberg is here and David Huntsberger. Oh, and this guy did it to you again. <laughs> Gave him a much bigger. Yeah, thanks for coming by, buddy. Thanks for having me. Have you seen Hancock? I did, and I'm like two thirds as excited to see it a second time because I forgot how disappointed I was the first time. <laughs> So I, there's still a part of me that's like, ah, maybe it's not as bad as I thought. Just, all right. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm entertaining the notion that it's better than I thought it was. I just like the concept so much. It'll be better with a microphone in your hand. Because <laughs> when it gets, when it goes downhill, as I heard it does, yeah, we will be there to comment on it. And it, it's so much more fun. Like when a movie comes out that I think looks shitty. I'm just like, well, I will just wait and interrupt that because that's the only way me and any group of people are going to get any pleasure from this movie. How'd you, but you thought it looked shitty right away? No, this has been years of hearing about it because I've, ne I've never seen it. Uh -huh. Yeah, this is like, I'm in this, doing this stupid thing right now where I decided I was going to try to watch 365 movies this year that I've never seen Yeah. within the year, and I'm way behind. Like, if I had watched one a day, I would have been in good shape, but I didn't do that. <laughs> so, now, so now I'm uh, in deep, deep trouble, and I uh, have to watch a lot of movies. Like, I have to watch at least two a day for the rest of the year. Because I saw you tweeting. <laughs> I thought you were up to speed. It seemed like you were keeping No, up. no, no. It's, well... I'm at 248, and I need to get to 365 by January 1st. So, uh, yeah, so that's part of the book in here tonight, <laughs> is that I can't waste time What's on seeing see see that movie I've seen before. And I, Hancock is one of the only, I'm a Will Smith completist, as you know. And, uh, 
<laughs> Strangely, Hancock is one of the only Will Smith movies I've never seen, and I can't even I can't even think of another one right now. I think I've seen, I don't think I saw After Earth. You see iRobot? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Kazam. Listen, that was Shaquille O'Neal. Racist Trey Gallion is here, everybody. Trey Gallion. Yeah, the real Trey Gallion. Yeah. back in New York. And um, you've seen Hancock, yes or no? Yeah, on TV, but I was half paying attention because I was pretty high. I know there's a whale in it somewhere, right? Spoiler alert! Sorry, that's on me. Sperm whale alert! Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shit that happens. I mean, it's about a guy who's a, a reluctant superhero. I wish I like. I do, because I think I would be that reluctant superhero also. Doesn't he throw a kid way up into the air out of anger? It's like a small child, and the right, whole movie, right, the, the rest of the movie, you're like, what? What? Yeah. That guy threw a kid so high up in the air that there was certain death. Well, hopefully all will be explained this evening. All right, we'll check it out. Jason Bateman's in it, right? I have no idea. He under, is. Under, just he say is. yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg is not in it. I can never get enough. I can never get enough. I can never get enough Jason Bateman. Like in oh. movies where he's the lead and is in every scene, I still want more Jason Bateman. It's pretty great. Bad words. Did you guys see Bad Words? Yeah. So good. I and mean, then when he's in something that's just okay, he he makes it so much better. Yeah. Oh, Hitch. You see Hitch? Jason Bateman isn't in Hitch. <laughs> Uh, pretty sure, yes. Yeah. Uh, Hitch, uh, you're right. I, I, I've seen parts of Hitch, so that's, that's the next one. I tell you right now, it's fucking perfect. Maybe we'll put it up, we'll put it up for vote in January to watch Hitch as the uh, movie uh, around Valentine's Day. Because that seems like a perfect movie for that. That guy from King of Queens crushes up. You mean the zookeeper? No. Being a Paul Barn. <laughs> wait, wait, which part? The mall cop? No. That's a different, different Paul Barn? No, the mall cop part's from Grown Ups. <laughs> I'm looking at the screen like something's gonna happen. Like I'm on one of those shows where you turn and look at the screen, but let's look at a clip and then you turn around. I was on, when I was on Star Search, you know, you get two minutes, and I wasted like 20 seconds of one of my two-minute appearances because I thought it'd be funny to just say in the middle of my stand-up set, let's go ahead and take a look at my Star Search fashion video. And then I turned around like they were going to play it on the big wall, and I just waited, like praying someone would laugh. That anyone, any of the senior citizens, they bust in at 2 in the afternoon on a Wednesday, would get my fucking joke. <laughs> they were all like, no stars! Yeah. Gross but they shit. don't judge the show. I mean, they, don't, they don't get to vote. Okay, so this is a syndrome of this show. Like, how anxious I am to see or not see the movie determines how long I talk before it starts. Because just talking about it's made me go like, oh, maybe I don't want to watch this. You want to just call it? The fucking... <laughs> You know, some of the crappiest movies in my estimation that I've shown here, when I say, does anybody here like it, somebody says they like it. Nobody in this room likes Hancock. Really, did you? you like, did I pulled the audience and no one was like cheering for it. So, and lots of people haven't seen it, so they may have a chance to be pro-Hancock. But uh, before Hancock plays, 
Uh, this is a delightful new feature in the show that I'm so excited about. And don't feel free to make jokes during these. Okay. We're going to show two trailers for a perfect December movie interruption that'll happen on December 16th. So if you have that night free in your calendar, in your brain, people in the audience right now, you're the ones that get to decide uh, which one of these two movies we should watch for the uh, holiday interruption. It's got to be a holiday movie next month. This is how it is. So uh, I picked a couple, and we're going to uh, look at the trailers. And let's do that right now. We'll vote at the end after we see both of them. I don't know, I don't know what that was. After vacationing across America and through our this holiday season, the Griswolds are going to play the same. Sit with them, sit with them. They're staying at home. I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Are not getting stuck all over your sweater, Clark? Paul Clark yeah. is a quiet, old-fashioned Christmas. Sorry. No, we're not here to work on that. Dude, you're the off to Beverly D'Angelo. Keep going with you. Sir, you're the only one? You didn't come in for the I jumped up to E.G. Marshall. He's got lip fungus ain't identified yet. They should have had this rusty. This is a good prank on. We were gonna call, but anyone who makes the slippers flying up in my head. I wouldn't be more surprised than I am right now. I'm really gonna fly down the hill with this stuff. Sorry, out to the middle of nowhere, leave for death. More truly uplifting. Can I show you something? I'm just browsing. Ha 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 ha. Down the street. Where is the blouser? Hey, welcome to this giant event. Oh, William Hickey is really weird in that movie. Speaking of weird. Everybody, come on, quick, look at the lights! They want you to say grace. Thank you, Regan, for being a friend. She's still going while well, it's squirreling a dog and a cat. Fire! <laughs> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. If they had my life, she just spit them all. <laughs> yeah, he's really just become his character. Directed by the great Jeremiah Chachik. <laughs> From the director of Betty and June. <laughs> right? Alright, so that I expected that to get a bigger reaction, but I'm not too disappointed. What's that? In what particular way? I thought people would just be more psyched about seeing that movie, and I thought that like watching the trailer, the movie would actually look funny. <laughs> Like I, I have, I have very fond memories of that movie that that I need to work on because <laughs> that looks awful. <laughs> you don't even show Julia Louis Dreyfus as the angry next door neighbor, which is interesting. But Go this, over this there next movie, punch him in the face. I'm counting on this next movie, David, getting people being so excited about an interruption of this movie that it's going to win. <laughs> that last one was just sort of a placeholder. Like, you know, that'd be great to interrupt 
National Enthusiast Christmas Vacation, but this next movie, I can't imagine anyone, anyone here, especially people that hate Hancock. <laughs> All these Hancock haters are going to be so excited about this. Because they're here watching something that they know they hate. And there's no way, no, any human being in this room could not hate the movie we're about to look at. <laughs> Let's roll it. Is it Jingle All the Way? No, people like that. It's stupid. Do you ever feel like Christmas has been hijacked? Hey, you know, what's Whatever that means. You okay? This is not what Christmas is all about. Some want to pull down every manger scene and tell us why our favorite Christmas traditions are wrong. And he's doing the voiceover. Not in the Bible. It's a pagan idol symbol. But there's a war on Christmas, you guys. In December. It's exactly what the Druids did. It's like a carjacking, but like of our religion. And guess what? Sammy got in the car, kicked Jesus out, and was like, roll in, roll in, roll in, and put him in the ticket. <laughs> time somebody spoke up. Everything you see inside there, it's all about Christmas. It's all about Jesus. Yeah! Fuck yeah! Whoa! <laughs> I have come for him! Christmas. I'm definitely not. I am zero. What is going on? I thought a different trailer started. This Christmas. Dive head first into all of the. If you guys think this trailer's that crazy, where do you see this goddamn movie? You say I'm a guy that does a backflip. And traditions that glorify the true reason. How is the Christmas tree about Jesus? And together, let's put Christ You guys want to save Christmas? Alright, we're going to fucking save Christmas on December 16th if we can get the permission. Yeah, there might be, might be some trouble. No, we that, might not be able to get the movie. That movie looked great, too. <laughs> Dude, I believe in God, but that's re-fucking-diggulous. This is Douglas Vinny's, his fifth podcast. And it's quite a blast. It's bad size, so it'll download fast. It's a Doug Benson show, he done before you know. Listen for the dates and bring a name tag to the show. Here with Leonard Malton, rated in the game named after him. Made it funny that he's played it. Shit head sing